Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for January the 7th of 2020. Of course, this is a daily gaming news podcast, but before we dive into today's news, I did want to say that I am not ignoring what is happening in Washington, D.C. That is not my intent. And if you follow the news, you know what I'm talking about. The siege on the Capitol building yesterday after a pro-MAGA, pro-Trump protest took place. I just want to make it very clear that the fact that I'm not going in-depth and sharing my views on this show isn't me being complacent. It's not me uh, ignoring problems. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I was calling some shit out left and right. Uh, But I also understand this show is used as a way of escapism for a lot of people. And I use it as a form of escapism just to focus on fun tech and gaming news. That's okay. Take a step back. Find enjoyment in life. Find a way to get away from the hectic nature of the world today because that's the only way you can maintain sanity at the end of the day. But with that being said, there is still tech news to dive into and I'm ready to dive into it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about this Switch Pro information that has reportedly been data mined, including an OLED screen and 4K support coming to a next-gen Nintendo Switch. Rumors of a Nintendo Switch Pro have been floating around for quite a while now. These rumblings gained the most traction back in August last year when Bloomberg reported that Nintendo was planning an upgraded model of their hybrid console. Now adding fuel to the fire, a report data mine has provided more technical details about the supposed upcoming console. The report comes from a prolific data miner, Skyrim via Reset Era, and contains information regarding the new console's display, battery life, and dock, as well as claims that the new console has a codenamed Aula. Skyrim says of the prospective new Switch Pro that he believes, quote, it's 4K given the signs I'm seeing in the firmware, adding that it's not confirmed yet and could be wrong. Regarding the console's display, he states that the tablet itself definitely has an upgraded display before adding the upgraded tablet display is an OLED screen. While the new model will reportedly use an OLED screen, the tablet's resolution is likely to be the same, with the 4K support coming from a 4K Realtek chip within the new dock. This would allow the console to output 4K in docked mode rather than handheld. The report data mine also suggests that the new console will have substantially better battery life and cooling. Skyrim also speculates that games will be like the DSi enhanced games were, or like how some games benefited from PS4 Pro despite working on PS4. While this definitely looks promising, at this point it is still purely a rumor and speculation. And as with all rumors, this should be taken with a pinch of salt. So, this comes after a couple of weeks back when Doug Bowser said that no, there is no Switch Pro in the works, why would they update their model? If what they have currently is working, the Nintendo Switch continues to sell well and actually outsold the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S during their launch months. Uh, So there really isn't a need for a new piece of hardware from the team at Nintendo because the stock they have now continues to fly off the shelves. Uh, Now, let's assume this is accurate. Let's assume that a Switch Pro is on the way. This is about the level of update that I would expect Nintendo to put out. Whenever the Nintendo Switch launched, that was one of the first things that was very jarring to me is that in docked mode, it still just had an output of 1080p. This is back in around, I think, 2017 is when the Nintendo Switch launched. 
4K support was starting to become kind of the new new norm. You know, people were getting 4K displays, monitors, TVs, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and it was kind of becoming the staple of the living room. And now 4K is in a way ubiquitous. It is the new 1080p in my mind. Uh, because you can get a 4K panel for very, very uh, low cost in comparison to the cost that it would have had three, four years ago. So to see it getting 4K support is kind of the next big step. On top of that, for any of my PlayStation Vita homeboys out there, you guys know the OG OLED screen is where it is at, uh, because that was the difference between having a fantastic experience on the go and having a great experience on the go with the Vita. Uh, that OLED screen on the original model just absolutely popped, and that is something that is absolutely going to be a big benefit for Nintendo Switch players, especially since it's a bigger, chunkier OLED screen. Uh, as compared to the PlayStation Vita. When it comes to the console resolution and handheld mode, I don't really have a problem with that, 720p, because it gets to a certain point on handheld devices where the resolution doesn't really matter that much. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me would be higher refresh rates on smaller monitors, because you see these 120Hz phones, uh, they're taking mobile gaming to the next level, and that personally is what I would want to see. But... Again, take all of this with a grain of salt. This very well could just be a rumor popping up on Reset Era, which is, right now, exactly what it is. Uh, now, moving on to the next story. This is a bit of a correction, and I've gone back and I've updated the episode of the show from Tuesday, I believe, if I remember correctly. But Cyberpunk 2077 developers have refuted development rumors that sprung up on Reddit and over on GameFAQs. CD Projekt Red took to Twitter to refute a post created by an alleged anonymous Cyberpunk 2077 developer. The post in question received a lot of attention on Cyberpunk 2077's Reddit page, but was originally sourced from GameSpot's sister site, GameFAQs. The post contained a lot of rumors, from update schedules to descriptions of what content was cut. It alleged that Cyberpunk 2077 would possibly receive a No Man's Sky-style comeback, and that the redone Cyberpunk 2077 would be finished in June 2021, with a good chunk of code getting scrapped and rewritten from scratch. June's update supposedly would sort out all of the bugs found in all versions and would bring back a lot of cut content. Elaborating on the cut content, the writer told players that if they see that you guys are asking for shit to be put back in the game, we might actually make the game we intended back in 2018. The writer alleged that there was a huge underground area that looked a lot like Malkavian slash Nosferatu Path on Vampire the Masquerade and stated that apartments with closed and locked indications used to be lootable. The post also alleged censorship was responsible for cutting more edgy scenes like drug-using kids and priests and Hare Krishna side arcs. The writer expressed disappointment in the game's version of Johnny and stated that the original Johnny Silverhand took inspiration from David Hayter's Solid Snake from the first Metal Gear Solid, as well as actor Killian Murphy. Gotcha. Thank you for that comment correcting my name pronunciation. As for the real and confirmed update schedule, CD Projekt Red plans to release two big cyberpunk patches, one in January and February. In the meantime, the devs have released smaller patches like patch 1.06 that removed the save file limit on PC. So this is again an update from a story that broke a couple of days ago, uh, but what is happening here is the setting of realistic expectations, because the developer in this original GameFAQs post 
the alleged developer, I should say, uh, certainly painted a much brighter version of Night City. There was a lot more to do, it was much more lively, and a lot of people that have played Cyberpunk do say that while the city feels good uh, at its best, of course, when the game is running well and when things are working as intended, it still feels like it's not meeting the expectations that were set by the developers leading up to marketing. Or I really should say the marketing team at CD Projekt Red leading up to the launch of the game. Uh, and so you see a lot of positive momentum behind this post on GameFAQs. But again, you don't want to set those expectations too high because it's much better to set these expectations at a reasonable level when it comes to timelines, when it comes to the content being added to the game. You've got to be very accurate uh, because you don't want to let people down yet again. So I'm still looking forward to the re-release of Cyberpunk 2077. That's kind of the way that I am perceiving this because as far as I'm concerned, the game didn't even come out. We got an early demo, a beta if you will, and that's kind of the way that I'm thinking about this. I put my copy on the shelf, I'm waiting until that next gen update drops. Uh, but it is nice to see that Cyberpunk is coming out on Twitter, or I should say CD Projekt Red is coming out on Twitter, and certifying that these rumors are not true because rumors can go a long way. And as somebody who claims to be a games journalist, I report on things that seem newsworthy. I report on things that seem believable. And this certainly seemed like something that was believable. And so if they don't get ahead of this, uh, then you are going to have a bigger problem. So, hey, there you go. Just a quick update. But Dishonored co-creator is working on a new arcane game with Dishonored and Prey developers. Arcane Austin has something up its sleeve. Dishonored co-creator Harvey Smith is working on an unannounced new game at Arcane Austin alongside devs from the Dishonored and Prey teams. Speaking to Vandal and translated by IGN, Smith explained that he had moved back to Austin after completing Dishonored 2 at Arcane's Lion Studio and confirmed that he is not a part of the company's next game, but a separate unannounced project. Quote, I'm not on Deathloop, I'm on something else, working with the guys who made Dishonored and Prey. Smith makes no further mention of what that project could be, now how far away it might be. It's possible that it could be a new Dishonored game, but we already know that a sequel to the much-loved Immersive Sim series would feature new characters after the death of the Outsider expandalone marked the end of the series as we know it. Whatever the game ends up being, it will be part of a new era of Microsoft-owned Bethesda games, meaning it would almost certainly launch into Game Pass and perhaps even be an Xbox exclusive. Vandal asked Smith if the upcoming acquisition had changed anything in Arcane as of yet, who replied that there has been no difference so far. He added that, of all possible partners for Bethesda, he'd find it difficult to think of a better one than Microsoft, concluding they fit perfectly. Before we see Smith's game, however, there is the matter of the extremely exciting Deathloop, which arrives for PS5 and PC on May 21st. Of course, a lot of people are looking forward to seeing what Deathloop has to offer. I personally look forward to playing it at some point in the future. Uh, but hey, a lot to look forward to here. Dishonored is a very beloved game, and to hear that the co-creator of Dishonored is working with previous Dishonored devs and people from the Prey team, oh yeah, that sounds like something that is going to come out as a very good final product. Looking forward to learning more. Now to round out today's show, a bit of lore for you. Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo and Electronic Arts ahead of the original Xbox launch. Microsoft reportedly attempted to buy some of the biggest names in gaming, including Nintendo, to create exclusive titles for the original Xbox. In a new report from Bloomberg, many of the people who worked on the console in the run-up to its release outlined attempts to acquire the likes of Nintendo, EA, and Square Enix. 
Having announced the Xbox in 2000, Microsoft was looking around for games for its new system and the developers who would make them. According to Bob McBreen, the head of business development, then head of business development I should say, the first company we reached out to buy was EA. That offer was met with a swift no thanks, so Microsoft turned its attention to Japanese giant Nintendo. Kevin Backus, director of the console's third-party relations, said Steve Ballmer, former Microsoft CEO, made us go meet with Nintendo to see if they would consider being acquired. Apparently, however, that conversation did not go well. Quote, they just laughed their asses off. Like, imagine an hour of somebody just laughing at you. That was kind of how that meeting went, end quote. Bloomberg's report also touches on unsuccessful attempts to purchase Square Enix as well as Mortal Kombat developer Midway. The former told Microsoft that its asking price was too low, while the latter was still attached to its business with PlayStation. Eventually, it worked out for Microsoft. They would settle for Halo developer Bungie, creating one of the Xbox's most successful and enduring franchises. While the acquisition of a company as massive as Nintendo might have been unthinkable in the early days of Xbox, Microsoft's purchase of ZeniMax Media, announced last year and expected to complete in a few months' time, brought the likes of Bethesda, Arcane, and id Software into the Xbox family. Very interesting amid these talks of acquisitions in the modern day to hear that this has been Microsoft's game plan from the very beginning. Uh, of course, you have Sony taking a different approach of funding organic teams that create success while Microsoft Microsoft is taking more of an approach to purchase proven success and then just put that talent to work. Different approaches, both of which are probably going to create some pretty impressive projects, uh, but Microsoft has been at it for a while, but incredibly interesting to hear that Microsoft tried to buy Nintendo, EA, Square Enix, and Midway. Uh, and again, if you do want to read that entire report, it is available over on Bloomberg. If you did want to dive in, it's a celebration of the 20th anniversary of Xbox, which is happening this year. You can read that full article from Dina Bass. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what stories caught your eye. But specifically, do you think a Switch Pro is on the way? And what do you think about that Microsoft and Nintendo acquisition? Would love to hear what you have to say. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you soon and peace.